I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and you're listening to Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast brought to you by HookingRugs.com. And today I'm really pleased to have a young rug hooker that I met on Instagram, and I was just captivated by the color of your work. You know what really captivated me, Simone? And this is Simone Saunders. Hi. I'm from Calgary. Hi, Simone. Hi there. What really captivated me was in one of the images you had a mask. Mm-hmm. And what you'd done on that mask really showed me that you understood, like you have a fantastic relationship with color. Thank you. Yeah. I think that like within that project, I was doing a collaboration with a black artist in the United States. Yeah. So our jumping point, because when we had met, which was online, we had never met in person. And it was through the um, social distancing festival that is operated out of Toronto, but it's an online gallery. And so Takiki, who is the artist in America, her and I were speaking online and both nervous about doing a collaboration, which is something within our visual practice that we had never done before. And there was a particular article from the Washington Post that was highlighting two black men within America who were protecting themselves by wearing masks and were being stalked in a Walmart by the security guard and just the injustices and the assumptions, um, which were strictly racial biases toward these men um, was completely unfair. But one of the men had mentioned that he wore and made his own masks from a particular color palette. And so that to me was really interesting as well as to Kiki. So our foundation for that project was to use those three colors, Carolina blue, lime green, and pink. So he fashioned his masks out of these colors so he would appear less menacing. And to me, color is not only brings so much vibrancy and life to a room, but within my black heritage, it's, it's really rooted within that culture, mm-hmm. in the landscape and in the music and in the food. And so color for me is not only that sense of joy, but also rooted in my own heritage. Yeah, yeah, you're carrying it forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been attracted to color? Always. Always. And I've been always enraptured with the arts as a dancer, as I have a very big theater practice, mm-hmm. um, which is another, another life of mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think color just really rings to that eclecticness and that, um, I don't know, just putting different colors together is is really a reflection of my life and uh, putting together the many different talents that I have have, um, nurtured within myself. So yeah, it's kind of a nice mirror of that as well. Tell me about your life as an artist. Like how, how, how long have you been an artist and where did you study and all of that? Visual arts, um, I studied at the Alberta University of the Arts, which is formerly ACAD, but it's become a university within the past year. 
and I had moved to Toronto to do my theater practice and I did some interior design work um, and set design while I was in Toronto and I really loved that sense of independence and, and just really creating what I wanted to create so I came back to Alberta to go to university and they have a really wonderful fiber program Mm-hmm. And within that fiber program, I just fell in love with weaving and um, the jacquard in particular. And tufting was something that I taught myself last summer. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the works that we're talking about today, um, it's really something I've just nurtured within the past year. Wow. It's really, really something. Like I see, I see a lot of hooked rucks. <laughs> I see a lot of hooked rugs, but yours just are, there's a magical quality quality to them. So you're new. Do you like, tell me what attracted you. So tufting is you use, can you explain the process of tufting? So everybody understands. Absolutely. So I actually started with an Amy Oxford punch needle. Right. Um, and that was something that I was really looking forward to um, just creating these, well, they look like tapestries, but you don't need a loom for it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just need a, a stretcher bar and and put in some carpet tack and stretch your cloth on top. And so I started that, but it's a it is a slow process. And although very meditative, um, I wanted to create large, um, um, like scenic pieces. And so we were in class one day and my instructor at the school had showed us Trish Anderson, who is an American tufting artist. And I saw the gun and I was like, what is that? Yeah. And I'd never seen anything like it. And within that summer, I set myself up. I did all the research. I connected with Tim Eads, who is um, a really wonderful tufting artist who sells the guns. Yes, I've seen, um, I've followed him on Instagram and yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is um he is a, a pillar within the tufting community because yeah. he he is the one where I think most of us get our um supplies from. Yeah. And so from there, um when I got my gun, my brother is a carpenter, so he built me my frame. So I was very fortunate for that. And the tufting gun requires um a uh, vertical like it has to to face you yeah uh, and so you stretch the cloth like a canvas and the gun itself is like a it's a power tool mm-hmm. and it feels very powerful to feed the yarn through it and and essentially I describe it as painting with thread yeah what kind it's of wool? really go ahead go ahead oh what kind of it's wool? really oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> We're both excited. <laughs> I know. What kind of wool are you um, using, Simone? I don't use wool. Okay. Um, for the most part, I acquire my really colorful synthetic and acrylic um, yarns from yep. Michaels or Walmart. And accessibility to me is really key. Yep. I would love to do a piece um, with wool, but for me, especially being a student and just graduating two weeks ago, yep. Uh, the affordability of it was was something to consider and there's a preciousness that comes with using really like luxury material right and so 
for me right. to get to get the material that is more affordable just really gave me permission to play. Yeah. I cannot take that. I like to use a velvet yarn, Burnett's like yeah. baby velvet yarn. Yeah. And I it just gives that. my tapestries this beautiful texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bit, they're very, they're very, very vivid. Their Thank colors, uh, synthetic colors are, I think, can be more vivid sometimes than, than wool themselves, right? Than wool itself. So right. I, I can see that in your work. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, I, I like what you said about accessibility. I think it is really, um, it's important that we be able to access what it is we need. Yeah. And I think another reflection to that is within my content, um, it really is capturing a black history. And when you consider the experience of a lot of um, our neighbors in America, uh, within black America, um, they're, you know, a marginalized group of people who are predominantly, um, you know, not blue, they're blue collar and some are struggling. And, and so there's, there's a reflection of that as well with having my material accessible. Yeah. That makes perfect sense from, from an artistic perspective. And also from a political perspective, really, you know. Exactly. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, tell me about uh, what brought you to, like, have, has, since you started tufting, has your work always been sort of political or has it, have you had a range of work since you started tufting? I think there's always been a political aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And within um, the last year, it has definitely more. But when I started tufting um, that summer, actually, I had endured a very um, arduous and um, intense surgery. Mm -hmm. And for that, it really had me thinking a lot about womanhood and black womanhood. And throughout my practice and research uh, last year, really invested a lot on those colonial impressions and narratives toward black bodies Mm -hmm. and I was really picking up a lot of literature um, from Angela Davis and Roxane Gay and Morgan Jenkins and and these very um, prominent black strong females and so a lot of my work initially was around that and also investigating pop culture so my first pieces were inspired by Beyonce and then Serena Williams, and then the Black Panther movie. And so all of this within my academic research, and then also the cultural research, was really fueling these pieces. And then from there, within, um, just before my graduation, when I did this piece with, um, in collaboration with Tikiki, and she was creating her own work, that was when it, it stemmed more into uh, black people within the pandemic and their experiences and injustices within that. And then even more so, it now has surged into the Black Lives movements that are happening right now. So it definitely has always had that political aspect within it. And when you were, when you were weaving before you, started, before you started tufting, was it the same? Was it a similar? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I was I was weaving, um, and a lot of my my weavings I integrated uh, uh, pictorial pieces that I had created. So I was doing a Theo Mormon technique on the loom, which was um, almost like a, a tapestry style. Right. And I was taking collages that I had created that really had that narrative of um, of the black body. And and I was slicing little thin pieces of paper and embedding within the tapestries, within the weavings. Yeah. And then I moved on to jacquard, which also took those um, collages or drawings that I had made that was still around that same narrative yeah. and then wove the jacquard pieces from those. Now, in terms of practice for the next, like, where do you see yourself going in terms of, like, what's what's your medium? My medium is definitely focused on tufting right mm-hmm. now yeah. and really owning in on that skill set and, yeah. and my own style within that. Yeah. And, um, and that is my immediate focus. Yeah. I would love to um, have a relationship with um, somewhere that prints jacquard as well and, and do some more um, files within that. And I mean, once I, get the bigger space I would love to have a loom yeah and and continue weaving again so what what is it so as a young woman starting out in your career as an artist what is it that's drawing you to textiles as opposed to painting because you know it's so much more acceptable to paint (laughs) right absolutely it it is yeah and especially within that measure of the fine arts world Mm -hmm. No, I say that in quotations. For sure. Exactly. Um, I think that weaving and that tactility that really comes with the fiber arts is is really to me un like unparalleled to to some of the other crafts and the history that's rooted within that. And when I consider literally the threads weaving together and coming together really speaks volumes to me of a history of a people, Mm -hmm. um, black people and my heritage, but also me as a woman of Jamaican and European and Cuban descent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are, we are all tapestries. We are all interwoven. We are all interconnected. And so, I think threads and, and fiber art really speaks to that interconnectedness. Yeah. Yeah. That really moves me. I, I, you know, I, that really makes me, I, cause I, I totally feel what you're feeling there, you know, mm. that we are a whole mix of, of things. And I, and I always feel that when I'm making things that whatever, you know, when I'm hooking, when I'm hooking all these different pieces and bits and pieces together, to make one thing. I always just feel like it's a metaphor for life. Like it's absolutely it's us as individuals, our experiences and our cultural history. And what about, what about your, your cultural history? Did anyone else like, did, did your grandmother or your mother, did they ever, did they do any textiles? Did they show you anything? No. I mean, when you think of the domesticity of the craft, I mean, my mom, my grandmother in particular used to sew me dresses as a little girl. Yeah. And I remember some of the, the knitted pieces that she created. And that is a skill set that I have not <laughs> adopted. 
I mean, sewing to me is, is something that um, I would love to, you know, fine tune, but it's not a strength of mine. And within my Jamaican heritage, um, I mean, it's, I come from such an industrious, you know, people that really work with their hands. And um, my grandfather was a tailor. And so, although, sorry, my great grandfather, and although I haven't met him, I never met him. um, I think that that does channel down to me that love of color and textiles and that the detail um, that comes from really owning in on your craft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes right down through us. I, I know from years of teaching people, and they like people who've, whose parents or grandparents did it. I almost like, I, I have no idea, but it almost feels like there's like muscle memory, you know, or genetic. Exactly. Like it just comes natural. Like when I teach Acadian women how to hook, they, they hardly need it because their grandmother's hooked and their mother's hooked and, you know, yes. yeah. I think you're right. It, it passed down through the generations. And so like, I'm blessed when you mention about like my color and the vibrancy and people ask where that comes from or where I get it from. And it, I, I think that it's within. Yeah. I think that it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Your work is very soulful. Like, you know, if you, you, you see, you see, um, the beauty of you as a human being in the beauty of your work. And uh, I'm really glad I I ran into you. Yeah. I I think that that's a a big part of my work is, you know, especially what's, what's happening in the world right now, Mm -hmm. especially for the black community. And there's a lot of still continued oppression and there's a lot of brutality. And, and I, I want to lift up the people. And so a lot of my work is showing, leaders within the community and creating portraits of them or you know young people young children and just celebrating a people rather than showing like the negative aspects of of what is happening yeah and i see that in your work it is um I, i love the last one of martin luther king the portrait of martin luther king yeah thank you yeah, that's a powerful piece. It is a powerful piece. And it's him as a young man, too. Exactly. That. Yeah, which I think is really poignant. Yeah, yeah. You're doing good work, girl. You really are. Like, Thank you. And you're working hard because you're making... Oh, I'm working hard. You are working hard. Yeah, I see. I am lucky to have my studio at home. So within the oh. pandemic, it's like I'm, I'm giving her. Yeah, how many rugs... like? Uh, How many rugs have you made in the last year? In the last year, um, I'd say 15 now. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Yeah. you're at it, right? You're at it. Trying to get my my 10,000 hours in. (laughs) Yeah, get them in because they count. They really count for something. I think that's the only way you really, really get good at something is to to make a lot just of practice it. just keep doing it just keep doing it yes yeah anyway it was really fun talking to you you have to tell everybody your instagram and your website okay thank you uh, my website is 
simoneelizabeth.ca and Simone is S-I-M-O-N-E. And my Instagram handle is at Simone Elizabeth Textiles. And at, on your Instagram, I think you can see like a good history of your work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you can see my duration um, throughout my experience at the Alberta University of the Arts. And then you can definitely see the transition from um, that and then now just being solely be able to focus on tufting and, and yeah. my voice right now. Yeah. So create beauty every day. That's what you do. Yeah. Thank Keep you. doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Simone Elizabeth Saunders, uh, thank you for being with me at create on our podcast, Create Beauty Every Day. And it's brought to you by hookingrugs.com. See you later. Thank you so much. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>